Hello, and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Outriders, developed by People Can Fly, published by Square Enix. Happy Wednesday, everybody. So, Caleb, <laughs> did, had you heard of this game at all? No, uh, you're the one who brought this to my attention. You're, you've got a knack for finding these weird games, but considering we're currently in a time period where there's not really a whole lot coming out. Mm -hmm. This game, I think, has gotten way more hype than it normally would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just... Square Enix isn't known for this type of game. They have branched out a little bit more, but uh, it definitely is more of like the the destiny or uh division mm -hmm. kind of feel to it hub based type game which i've never i don't think square enix um really has dived into this as much there you did point out before we started recording there is one other game in which they did a hub-based style game in which we were both not very impressed with, which broke and devastated me, and that is The Avengers. Yep. But yeah, I just, like, it looked interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not against hub-based styled games. I, I watched a couple of the trailers. I played the demo. I went, yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's 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 do this. I could see how this could be fun. Um, but beyond that, no, I, I knew nothing of this game until like a week before it came out. <laughs> yeah. So it's a looter shooter, which, you know, I've always, you know, enjoyed. Like you said, I played a lot of Destiny. I played a lot of the Division One. I played, a, um, you know, probably about half of the Division Two. Um, I really liked Anthem, which is a looter shooter. So this is the kind of genre that I would kind of feel comfortable in. Um and I remember seeing like some of the trailers, you know, a year ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and, and being like, oh, this may be like something I want to pay attention to. Right. It's um, it's it's gunplay mixed with a little bit of magic. And so they had a uh, like an early access kind of thing where you could go in, you could play up to, I believe it was level seven. Yeah. Um, you could get to a specific world tier. I think it was like tier four, five. four or five. Yeah. Um, but then all your progress would transfer over to the main game. And it really only gave you like the first handful of missions, but it would let you kind of run through them multiple times, multiple times. Yeah. They were really they were really um, generous. Yeah. With like, go through, play it, spend all your stuff, uh, upgrade all your stuff, buy all the best weapons that you can get at the time, and then just take everything over into the main game. So, you know, I was, I figured this would be something I would like. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of people yeah. can fly, <laughs> right. Uh, probably best known for, um, you know, developing painkiller, which is a really fun kind of kooky first person shooter. Never played it. Yeah, that was back in 2004, um, 2007. Of course, they did Gears of War. I'm sure most people have played that one, and you'll probably see some of that into this. Uh, and sure. then, and then in 2011, they did Bulletstorm. Um, you know, and then they did some other stuff along the way. But that's pretty much like people can fly uh, what they've done. So they have a decent track record. I mean, they do. They do. Um, no, so Gears of War huge franchise mm -hmm. people love that game and so it, it really kind of seems like they they would be good at a third person over the shoulder camera shooter which is what outriders is um and as far as like actual game mechanics go i didn't really have 
too many issues. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the style of gameplay. This was something that was that was different. It was unique. So mm-hmm. like there is a bunch of cover mm-hmm. throughout these levels. But it's not for you. Yeah. It's for your enemies. You're designed, your character is designed to literally just rush in and just cause as much damage as quickly as possible and and keep that damage up. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you heal. If you try to hide behind the cover and pick them off, you can die fairly quickly. Yeah. That was weird for me because my my natural mindset is, oh, there's cover. Let's go behind the cover, peek out, pick them off, duck back behind, reload, peek out, pick off a couple more, and you just keep that pattern up. So having to actually like kind of rush in a little bit, <laughs> um, there's pluses and minuses to it. Like my character was a support character. I chose the support class. Uh, so he was more sniper oriented, um, had a turret, had, had proximity mines, stuff to kind of like keep people away from me. Yeah. <laughs> and even then there would be times where I'd be trying to pick off people, but there'd be so many of them. They'd be behind cover. I might be able to get one, but then like seven of them would decide to pop up at the same time. Mm hmm. And they're spread across the entire battlefield. So with my type of character, it was not a, well, I can pick these guys off really fast and get enough health in return to survive. It was, nope, I'm dead. I'm dead. (laughs) I'm dead again. I'm dead again. I died a lot. Yeah. A lot. But uh, so that was different. Yeah. And and I don't fault him for that. I could see how with some of the other classes, that could be really fun. Like there's a pyrotechnic class. I believe that's the one you played. Correct. I could see how that would be fun. You're rushing in there, throwing up firewalls and shit like that and just blasting people away. And you're causing mass amounts of damage Mm -hmm. very quickly. And it could make the battles a lot shorter. Yeah. Because mine were 20, 30 minutes <laughs> in combat because I'm 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 sniping. That's what my character was built for. Mm-hmm. So as a solo player, it, it's more difficult. And yeah. it wasn't that fun. And and that actually brings up a good point. It always bothers me when games are designed to be multiplayer because it leaves out the people who like to play solo, Yeah, you know? So for someone like me, because I prefer story, yes, you know, uh, like in destiny and Anthem and the division, you can play those games solo by yourself with relative ease, I should say. Yeah. Right. This didn't feel like it was designed that way. This feels like it was really punishing for people who were playing solo. Um, because like you're saying, the battlefields, right? Because it's like stretch of corridor, battlefield, stretch yeah. of corridor, battlefield. Yeah, you're outside, but that's the general feel of it. And when you very do- much roadmap. Yeah. And when you're doing something like that by yourself, you know, yeah, you can get overwhelmed really quickly. It's hard to do like those big chaining combo kind of things, right? Like you and I played this a little bit. Yeah. And, and there was a time where a group of enemies was rushing you and we were able to like I used one of my abilities to turn one guy into basically a living bomb. We killed him and we blew a bunch of people up. 
But the mm-hmm. reason we were able to do that is because they were focused on you and not me. Yes. Now, if I'm by myself, everybody's coming for me. When you're by yourself, everybody's coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was a part that I couldn't get past because it, it had this big, they called it a brood mother mm-hmm. um, that shows up. I was on like world tier eight and I, dude, I fought through this thing eight or nine times. Mm hmm. Um, upgraded my gear because I I really didn't want to knock down the world tier. Yeah. Like, that's how you get better loot. Mm -hmm. That's how you get better weapons. Keep advancing the world tier, right? But I couldn't. She had the ability to keep summoning ads um, between fighting her and the ads. I just wasn't causing enough damage. It was taking forever. I was receiving too much. It, It... I got overwhelmed yeah. and I kept dying. So in Anthem, you can actually install equipment to get, you know, combos. Anthem works on this uh, mechanic where, um, you know, like you can apply certain status effects and certain status effects will trigger off of other static status effects yeah. and cause big damage. And so the main, the primary suit that I use, I've designed it to where, you know, I can use my extra abilities and not just my guns and i can trigger these massive damage bonuses you can't really do that by yourself no you know it's not in this one not in this one and so it really so this game really makes it feel like it was not designed to play for single player and that just like never left me no it it, and it never does like i i played a lot further through the game than you did by the time we joined i was like almost i was over double your level yes um And like, but through that whole time, I always like, I always had this nagging thing of like, well, if there was somebody else with me, if if I had somebody else to play with, Mm -hmm. if we were playing this together, like I could see this being more fun. Yeah. But even one of the things that I noticed when we were playing together, you jumping onto my game, it did what any good game would do. It boost up the damage resistance of the enemies. Mm Mm-hmm that doesn't work too well when you're level seven and I'm level 19 and we're like, Hey, yeah, I was literally doing two points of damage when I would get a crit, like me, like it pulling me, you were my meat shield. Yeah. Me going into your game. I was getting one shot. Like the game didn't scale properly. Uh, My damage should have been boosted um, or your damage should have been reduced. The enemies should have scaled properly with that. They it was, didn't. I was, they yeah, didn't. like I, there was, it, it, we had to switch, remember? Yep. And I pulled you into my world and only then were we able to like. Did it, did it flow properly? Because I was only causing, then instead of causing what should have been mass amounts of damage mm-hmm. to your guys, I was doing very little. I think I told you, I was like, I'm, I'm only doing like eight points of damage to these guys. And you're like, well, that's how much I'm doing. Yeah. And, and I was like, holy shit, man. Like, but I was doing 30 to the big guy on mine. Yeah. I should be doing like 110 to these guys, but it scaled properly, which made the battles more interesting. It was more fun me being pulled into yours than you being pulled into mine. And it was only fun when it was working because we, huh. we lost connection, yeah. what, three times? Three times. And yeah. we only play, tried to play for an hour and a half. Yeah, we weren't playing very long. Yeah. Oh, and it getting connected. Oh, yeah. I was getting saying, connected was another fight. So there's still some issues with this. Yeah. Because, like, let's talk about game day launch. Mm-hmm. Game day launch. If you could get in. If you could get in. 
good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Um, I myself, I tried to log in for two and a half hours mm. before I was like, I got other shit to do. <laughs> I can't like you just wasted all my game time. Thanks. And I walked away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but then I like, so then I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to try and play it anytime soon. Let him, let him. I, I've seen this before. Plenty of other games. Work out the kinks. Work out the kinks. I'll come back to it in a week. But I read some articles about that first, first stuff. Tons of free stuff. Because if you were playing the game, you could lose your entire loot. Mm. You could, you could lose everything you were wearing. And it was, it was gone. Yeah. It was gone. They, they were having so many problems and glitches with, getting co-ops to work getting your equipment to stay they were they were just giving away so much free stuff but even then there was a chance of you losing the free stuff that they gave away because there there were there were bugs there were there were little kinks in the system um but by the time i actually started to play the game it wasn't too bad as like i didn't run into any issues single player Mm -hmm. just chilling single player but man it was just not fun yeah so what do you say we jump into the plot yeah to get that out of the way and then we can talk about some of the mechanics hey guys just want to give you a heads up from here on out there's a ton of spoilers listen at your discretion so basically in the not too distant future earth can no longer sustain human human life, human life. yeah So the governments of Earth combine all their resources into this new governing body called the Enoch Colonization Authority, or the ECA, because their their last effort is to try to preserve humanity on a planet called Enoch. So two massive colony ships, the the Caravel and the Flores, they're built. They each hold 500,000 colonists. But the Caravel suffers catastrophic explosion in the middle of construction, while the Flores successfully reaches Enoch um, after about an 83-year journey. And this is kind of when the game starts. Like, all of that is kind of, like... You know, Pre-story. Yeah, it's yeah. The, um, the prologue. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> so you start the game. There is a little bit of a character customization. You create your character. We can go into that. Um, and you are part of an elite team of soldiers called Outriders. You guys are, are tasked with sc- scouting the landing zone um, and paving the way for the colonists. Colonists. Um, which is, you know, makes, makes sense, right? You yeah. send in the military, you make sure that the landing zone well, is secure. And, and so like you're working in tandem with the military outriders themselves aren't necessarily the military, right? They're like, if this was D and I would call them like Rangers, right? <laughs> like they're a mercenary band of Rangers that have advanced skills in a various different array of areas that were hired to come this way and basically act as the militia force. Yeah, because I'm not a huge nerd like you, I would say like a like a private military corporation or something. Why you got a Disney like that? <laughs> wow. This is what I deal with every day, folks. Not every day. Every day. We don't talk every day. It taunts in my mind afterwards, Chris. All right, well, that's not my fault. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so then the Outriders quickly discover something called what they call the anomaly. It's a massive energy storm 
the Outriders attempt to warn the ECA to abort the colonization because this thing is just starting to wreak havoc. Oh, it's destroying them. Destroying it's, the planet. It's, it's, it's killing tearing people. through them. They don't understand it. It, it. it literally literally is an anomaly in all sense of the word. Anomaly. Mm-hmm. It defies physics. It, it has no rational explanation. Like, there's this black goop that if it gets on you, you, like, disappear. <laughs> like, it, it, it it's crazy. Um, and they try to call it off, but like the ECA is a bunch of dicks. Yeah. In a move that makes absolutely no sense. Zero logic. The ECA leadership is just like, no, no, no. We're going to send down our own security force and kill all the outriders. That's literally like somebody walking into, you know, a fire and being like, hey, don't send anybody, don't send anybody into this building because the building is on fire. And some other corporation is like, oh, no, we're going to go into this building anyway. We're going to send in our own private military people and kill the people warning us that the building is on fire and we're going to move in anyway. Yeah. What? With gasoline. What is this? What does that make sense at all? Well, it doesn't. (laughs) This is. This was the first little bit of the storyline that I really had a problem with because it felt like there was an 83 year grudge that's mm-hmm. just kind of been put on ice literally because they're in cryostasis. Yeah. And he wakes up and he's like, yeah, I never fucking agreed with this anyway. So fuck you all. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah. Like what? And then you're like, what the fuck? So you end up killing him, <laughs> but you end up getting like hurt by the anomaly during it Mm -hmm. so this really cute scientist who's not so really cute later on (laughs) what's her name shira shira um like throws you back into cryostasis and you just chill there for a while like yeah you, you don't really you don't really know what's going on she's just trying to save your life yeah because now everything's gone tits up like terrible real fast and that i'm kind of like wow this is this is kind of cool like in in this initial encounter you see some of the beauty of this world right Mm -hmm. you see some of the unique species that you're kind of like these are these are pretty cool like i can't wait to shoot this thing in the face um because it does control your abilities a little bit like when you're initially walking through, you can't fire your gun, mm. which I'm like, just let me shoot shit. <laughs> I, I I traveled for 83 years just so I could shoot life on another planet in the face. <laughs> That's what I wanted. And they said no. Um, But like it really it, and it does constrict your ability like. Mm. You can. How is it? It's an A to B thing. You can only go this way. Yeah. And I I wished it was more open world. Mm -hmm. You know, like they could have used natural things for this beginning part to get this story advanced. But the whole game was like that. It's it's A to B. Go to this checkpoint. Go to this checkpoint. Go to this checkpoint. As you said, corridor to battlefield, then to corridor to battlefield, then to corridor to battlefield. And it's all laid out. Yeah. And you're like, "Mm." So 31 years pass after you have been put into cryo and then you end up waking up um, 
you know, there's like some woman with a sniper rifle and some other guy and you wake up. Who you later, he's uh, Dr. Zahidi. Mm. You find out later he his name is Dr. Zahidi. I can't remember the name of the lady with the sniper rifle. Me either. But they're, they're not even looking for you. No. They're they're trying to do something else, and they're like, "Hey, there's somebody in here." Click, 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 yeah, click, 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 click. They wake <laughs> they wake you up, and then go, "Oh, never mind. Bad guys are coming. Peace out." And then they leave. They fucking ditch you <laughs> once again, making me go, "What?" Yeah, like if you knew that this guy was, if you knew that your character was an outrider, why would they not be like, "Oh, hey, you're one of the people that can help us. We'll take care of you." But you know, Come with us. We just woke you up. Now we're going to yeah. feed you to wolves. No, no, no. Like, yeah, it was kind of a dick move. Mm-hmm. And like, I wanted to shoot them in the face. <laughs> but of course, I just woke up from cryostasis. So I don't have a gun. No. Um, Instead, bad guys come in. Yes. And go, hey, look, here's this other person. Let's fuck him up. Yeah. And I like, this is where, like, to me, it turned very, uh, like, Mad Maxi. Yeah. Where, like, these people seem to be, like, weird cannibals, crazy people. Lost, lost their mind. Yeah. yeah. They capture you and they throw you on a truck. Um, and then after a while, there's, like, an explosion. You get thrown off the truck. Um, and then the anomaly comes and you get impaled by, like, this, you know, like, rebar or something. As Well, they... they- they basically tell you we're not going to kill you. We're just going to send you out into what we consider mm. no man's land. Yeah. And you're going to die there. So we're not going to kill you like directly. We're just going to let the environment do it. Cause mm. they, by this point, like you don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. You, you have no idea what's going on. It looks like there's a war going on and you have no idea why you have no idea where all these people came from. You know jack shit. Mm -hmm. And then you get sent out into no man's land. And as you're walking, the anomaly comes. And they're kind of like hunkering down. You see like their bases closing up and everything like that. And as the anomaly comes, you get skewered by a piece of rebar. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, fuck. (laughs) That was a short game. (laughs) Okay. Well played, folks. Well played. But of course... Right. You're reborn. Yeah. You're reborn and now you have superpowers. This is when you get to pick your class. Like you were saying, you picked the Technomancer, which is more of a long range support class. I picked the Pyromaniac, which is all fire based. What's the third one? Ability. There's three. There's four. There's four? Because then there's the Trickster, which is like the close range teleporty guy. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like the rogue. Yeah. Because I'm a nerd. Yep. Exactly. And then you have your Barbarian, uh, the Juggernaut or whatever it's called. Yeah. He said barbarian, not me. Yeah. I just want to point that out, which means he knows what a barbarian is because he's a nerd too. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it called the the Devastator? Not the Devastator. Not, not the Juggernaut. So, yeah. So Juggernaut's too generic. It is. It, it's, it is. They use it too many places. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't want people yelling, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. I'm the Juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you get to pick your class. Um, and, you know, again, like, right, all the classes have different abilities to start with. And then you can progress them down the tree. You get something like um it's like eight or nine different abilities that you can you can select and swap in and out yeah although i found the swapping mechanic like very oh dude they don't explain it really like, well intuitive and it took me a while to figure out you it, it's a click and drag 
Why would you create a fucking click and drag? Oh, see, that's not what I did. What I did was uh, you had to like unselect a currently equipped ability and then select the one oh. you want to go in its space. That's how I did it. But oh, there no, you go. No. You can click it and <laughs> drag it down to whatever space you want and it'll just override whatever's in there. Oh. That's how I figured out how to do it. Look at that. We actually figured out something special about the game. It has multiple ways... To Which, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Because, again, it's so unintuitive. Yeah. Because, like, the first three, it's, okay, it's real easy. I've got three stuff. I got left bumper, right bumper, and then both bumpers together. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are your three special abilities. Yeah. And specifically, we both played on Xbox just real quick. Yeah. So, you replace bumpers with whatever for, well, for your P- PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation. It's... it's R1 and L1 yeah. and then both together and then and whatever then com- it is on whatever computer. <laughs> it is on a computer whatever you set up and designated cuz that's the power of computers the power of pooters power but like then you get your fourth one and I'm like okay well I want to see what it does mm-hmm. right let's let's see if I can yeah fucking mix, mix 15 minutes yeah. for me to figure out oh you click and drag And then I'm like, I'm not playing on a computer. Why am I clicking? Because I tried like hovering over it and then like hitting the right bumper. That's what I tried. And it switched me to the to the next screen. And I was like, well, that's not it. (laughs) And like then I tried hovering over it and like hitting a. Yep. That didn't do it. Nope. Yeah, no, no. It was call call us thick if you want to, because clearly we both had problems trying to understand how to swap these abilities out. So well and for a game that is a looter shooter, mm-hmm. right? Your your equipment matters, right? Very much so. But so does your special powers. Mm. I felt underwhelmed. I was going to touch on that. I was okay. I was going to touch on that, and we can talk about it now. That's perfectly fine because yeah. you're absolutely right. These abilities don't feel powerful no like they kind of look cool right like the one where i turn the guy into the grenade and you kill him and he explodes but like it it looks cool but doesn't feel cool right no it's not like in destiny when you're playing as the hunter and you pull out your golden gun and you can just feel like bam 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 bam. yeah and people just fucking incinerate yeah or you know when you're playing anthem and you're playing as um the storm and you you know you raise your fist in that you, you raise your hand in the air make a fist pull it straight down and this giant lightning bolt comes down and like everything shakes like it feels so kinetic yeah. this is like i feel like it was like pea shooters oh yeah like well so i got a turret uh-huh. and then i have a missile launcher that will shoot things fire several missiles in a row and hit a bunch of enemies along that row okay right uh, I have a proximity mine. Um, I have a flash frozen ability. So like in a radius around me, I set it off and everything in that radius freezes. That's cool. Yeah. It sounds cool. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. But when like when you do it, you're like, meh. Yeah. Meh. Like it legit. Same problem I had with Marvel. Mm hmm. Where I'm playing a fucking superhero. Like, make me feel epic and awesome. Yeah. And it didn't. And that's kind of where I had with this. It, like, it just... Yeah, it just... Yeah. I... I, I, and that really, like, that was kind of upsetting. Because that was the big appeal for it. Was Mm -hmm. it's a looter shooter with superpowers. 
in a different type of format. Like, yes, Destiny is a looter shooter with superpowers. Mm-hmm. Anthem, yeah, it's a looter shooter, but I, I, I don't necessarily... They're not necessarily superpowers in the same sense. Right. Division's just a looter shooter. And it did great. Well, and it was it, great yeah. as a looter shooter. And even that one, <laughs> the abilities that you get in that one, you know, I always ran around with like a deployable turret that yeah. actually would kill people. Like I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, you know, or like a flying drone or like a bomb that, you know, released a swarm of bees that attacked people, you know, nano bees or whatever. Yeah. That stuff, it it felt more real yeah kinetic like yeah i was i was more invested because i would deploy my turret and yeah (laughs) like i i I, that was it i deployed it i deployed it because it did an additional little bit of damage it didn't work as a distraction distractionary thing Mm -hmm. it didn't actually do enough damage to be significant it would occasionally freeze somebody Mm. that that was nice that was that was helpful but yeah (laughs) that was like it, it it's not an epic superpower and they don't get better right like that's the problem is it doesn't get better with my level and it's not just the abilities that are like that it's also the guns yeah right uh destiny is done by bungie who did halo and they in my opinion got first person shooting really nice all the guns in bungie or in bungie all the guns in destiny feel really good to shoot there's power behind them you can feel the recoil yeah you know in uh you know in in anthem the shooting is okay or division that shooting is perfectly fine but you know like within the division that is a lot of customizing right i can put scopes on it i can put different mags on it i can put different grips uh, grips on it barrels Uh, there's so much in the gun customization there and that was awesome and the guns in this don't feel super powerful i had an automatic shotgun and while yes it was it was fun to hold down the trigger and to just unload that 20 round mag onto a guy yeah it again it looked neat but it didn't feel neat i didn't feel like i was just blowing people's midsections out well i'm talking about weapon customization a little bit mm-hmm. you don't even unlock that ability until like halfway through the game which i'm kind of like well that sucks <laughs> and there's not much to it so i unlocked weapon customization you can switch the type of weapon and what i mean by the or sub type of weapon so if you have a, a, a bolt action sniper rifle, right, mm. you can make it a single shot, you can make it a multi shot, and it, it changes the base stats of the weapon a little bit, which can help with depending on various gameplay and who you're mainly playing with and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then the weapons themselves have superpowers. They can freeze enemies or cause enemies to light on fire or, you know vampiric where it heals more than what it normally would or like various different things but you have to unlock those and it's not real clear on how to unlock them like if you want to change those out i think you have to disassemble a weapon that has one that you don't have unlocked yet okay that's my theory (laughs) because it doesn't explain it and if it did i clearly missed that part in the fucking 20 pages that you read about all various different shit yeah as you go through because it does it here's your pop-up tutorial read this and i read everything i don't normally read everything 
Unless I, it's like lore based stuff. I read everything. Yeah, I like lore based stuff, but yeah. the, like how to play the game. But I read it. I read it all because I'm like, okay, this is this is a little bit different. Let me let me figure this out a mm. little bit. Yeah. Have no idea how to get more of these little abilities to equip, but you can change those out with whatever you want. So you can customize those. And then there are percentages. So you like have your crit chance percentage, you have your crit damage percentage. And then maybe you have like your lifesteal percentage. You can up those percentages. And and now that you're, you're talking about percentages, I'm going to step off to the side real quick. Just because I this is one thing that I really liked about the game is that the benefits that you get from items like clothing, yeah. right? Like your helmet and stuff. Yeah. They're like, they're very clear on what they do. So like something in, you know, in Anthem, it's like, if you, if you equip this specific component, it gives you plus 8%, you know, to weapon or to ability recharge. Yeah. I don't like, there's no real way to see that as an overall stat in this thing. It's like, if you equip, this pair of pants, you can use another ability for a, a second time before the recharge happens. Yeah. Or it does an extra 40 points of damage. Like they're very clear on what all these like boosts do. Yeah. And that is something well, I like call was, out as well done. There was one where I have a proximity mine, mm -hmm. right? I can throw out the proximity mine. They get close to it. It blows up. Well, yeah. once I throw it out, it has to recharge. One of them gave me two extra proximity mines. Nice. So I could throw it out, it would blow up, throw it out, it would blow up, throw it out, it would blow up. And then when it recharged, it recharged all three of them. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool. That's a nifty ability. I like that. Because then it didn't make my proximity mine feel so pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was like, this is cool because the proximity mine actually does significant amount of damage. And... I can throw it out and instead of waiting the 30 seconds for it to recharge, I've got two more mm -hmm. that I can, you know, get the job done with. Yeah. And it was cool that the armor does that. Mm -hmm. Like I see a lot of the times where weapons do shit like that, but the armor itself is just kind of like, it gives you more health. Yeah. It gives you more defense, but then to actually add, tactical abilities by increasing your power usage or whatever that was pretty cool yeah. I'll, I'll hand it to him for that that was pretty cool but my little side rant on on all of that back to the story <laughs> after you get your abilities you realize that because of the hostile alien wildlife, the dwindling resources um, that the colonists split and have created a massive civil war, um, putting the remnants of the ECA against what, what they're calling the insurgents, which are basically militant rebels who seek to overthrow the ECA, you know, as you would expect in a civil war. They're the war. civilians. Yeah. Which I got to get like, I got to I got to say out of the 500 thousand did mm -hmm. you say colonists on mm -hmm. this thing because they deployed all the colonists you find out without actually establishing a significant colony and, and kind of putting in a good structure they just kind of set everybody down and woke them out of cry cryostasis the eca is only a small percentage of this five hundred thousand. 
the rest of them are what are the rebels, mm-hmm. but even there's infighting amongst them. So, like, those are the two main factions, but you find out that there are other little factions yeah. that are infighting and causing destruction and havoc and everything. It, yeah, it's it's basically all-out war and chaos, mm-hmm. um, which is where basically what Shira mm-hmm. comes back. She's yeah. not so cute anymore. They also tell you that people who it's like a like a point zero zero one percent chance that if you uh, are affected by the anomaly that you'll actually survive and gain superpowers. Yeah. And you learn that these people are known as altered because they're mutated that now possess these supernatural powers and you're now one of them. Oh, and they can't die. <laughs> like when you when you would quote unquote die, you just respawn in the anomaly Mm -hmm. so like the factions both sides of the factions treat these people as gods yeah because they're basically immortal and they have a shit ton of power and can wipe out a shit ton of people really fast my two cents (laughs) um like you were saying right you eventually um get back to the base um you find shira again she's now 31 years older she's also the uh de facto leader of the eca and tasks you with fighting against the insurgents um and eliminating their altered because obviously altered versus altered is better than normal person versus supernatural human killing machine (laughs) which again kind of it's funny because you're going and killing Altered, mm-hmm. right? But supposedly you can't kill Altered. So how do you kill the Altered? Mm-hmm. It doesn't... It, <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, when they kill you, you just respawn. Well... You go may, on. It's maybe, but a video game's got a game, I, I guess. A video like, game's got a video game? Yeah. Whatever. Um, I'm just saying, you could have put in some, like, special thing where you're, like highlandering that shit draining the power from them and it makes you just a little bit stronger right um that would have been cool and then it would explain how they permanently die or or you could have done something like you know the the anomaly like grants people the ability to be reborn okay you know and then that would explain why sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't yeah you know like you just have like a 50 50 chance if you're altered and you die the anomaly is either going to decide to bring you back to life or not god my fucking odds are amazing then because like i've literally i counted it once i've died over 60 times playing through this game just because it like you get to a point where with my character the solo play it's hard it's hard to get through an area you have to like just basically be lucky if you on do, one of the run throughs. If you don't want to dumb down the world tier. If you don't want to dumb down the world, you dumb down the world tier. Yeah, because like so, I dumb downed it when we played together. Yeah. Before the last time you got booted on my one, right? Yes. Um, I dumbed it down like tier five or tier six. I was at tier eight, dumbed it down to that because I that was more along your tier level, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. I I killed the brood mother and like. 30 seconds <laughs> we easily fought it for 20 minutes the one time and we were actually making like some good progress like oh my god we got this hey, we got it real close we got this boom dead motherfucker <laughs> yeah and that yeah that brings me to one of the things i don't like about this game is that when you die you don't you don't respawn where you were you respawn at the beginning of that encounter yep and that is frustrating especially when um 
you know, you're like how I was, I was in an area where, you know, you have to go and you have to clear out a group of people. There's like a small base and then you get to like a retaining wall. Yeah. On the other side of the wall, there's like a captain, which is just a, he's not an altered, but he's not a normal grunt. Like he's a a little bit more powerful. Um, I got there. I wiped out everybody. I was fighting the captain. I killed him. He, I, some reason came back. I have no idea how, um, came back, healed himself to full health. (gasps) And I was standing out in the middle of, of, you know, standing out in the open because I thought I had killed him and he just decimated. Was there, was it when you killed him? Was there a little red, little red ball? Yeah. Yep. Cause he's altered. And that's his respawn. Okay. That's his respawn. He he has a, you'll see it, there's a unique ability uh, that's like Rise of the Phoenix. Mm. And if you kill him while that's active, after a short period of time after he's dead, he'll respawn with half health. No, oh, yeah, no. And he must. And have- one of the first things he does is cast Rise of the Phoenix again. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a dick. Yeah. I fought one of those, I killed him six motherfucking times. Oh. That- before I learned don't kill him until rise of the phoenix wears off one of the first bosses i played in the demo right you come across that lady who's like shot and she's like go into the room and kill that guy and bring me back his head yeah i killed him five times whoa and he just kept coming back because just as i was about to kill him he would cast some sort of healing spell and he would like heal back up to almost full i would get him back down i would almost get him he would heal back to full like this was a fight that took way too long way longer than it should have because of their abilities which again not the greatest programming (laughs) in my opinion on that part because it's kind of one of those like this is now it's gotten annoying because your resources dwindle Mm -hmm. theirs do not exactly um so you meet up with shira um and the scientist dr zahidi yep um they're trying to trace the source of a signal that you actually had originally found and you wrote down like the the signal number on the palm of your hand yeah um 31 years prior before the anomaly struck that's some pretty good um permanent marker if i do say so myself well you were frozen it's not like you could you know really scrub it off (laughs) um so having recorded the exact frequency when you first landed you end up heading out you meet this doctor zahidi um he reveals that he possesses the last satellite uplink capable of connecting to the flores because reasons um and the flores obviously (laughs) because reasons because reasons um you find it you help him find it yeah. You help him find the briefcase that is the last satellite uplink. Yep. Oh, no, wait, no. He already had it. They explain it. They explain it a little bit in the in the story context because he tells you when they were unfreezing you, mm-hmm. that's what they were doing there. They mm-hmm. were searching for that briefcase. They found it and they fled. That's why they had to bail on you because they couldn't risk that falling into the rebel alliance's hands (laughs) sometimes it does feel that way i'm just gonna say sometimes it feels like you're working for the bad guys right um but it it like so but they end up getting it anyways they end up getting waylaid the rebels take their truck and it's in the truck so you have to go in and get it from the truck and instead of just grabbing it you take the whole truck, <laughs> which I'm kind of like, well, you know, it works. Right? <laughs> uh, 
but yeah so that's that's why he has it but it doesn't really explain how they figured out it was the last one mm. or anything like that it's just yeah because video games got a video game because video games got a video game like i, I it, yeah the story's not the greatest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you're trying to contact it with this satellite uplink because the Flores, which is still in orbit, contains half of the colony's supplies. So if you guys, um, if you can relocate to an area that's safe from the un- anomaly, you can create a new colony with these supplies. That makes sense, right? Yeah, and that's what the goal is. Yeah. Doesn't, but it doesn't really say like, how are you going to stop the war? Right. How are you going to convince people, like, don't jack up this shit? Yeah. Like, we can make this How better are... if we work together, and they just want to fight. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's kind of what it feels like, is they just want to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's going on during all of this is you meet another altered. Yeah. And he truly thinks of himself as a god. Yes. And his whole goal is to go and kill other altered. But he senses something in you, like your your destiny is greater. So he lets you live. But like everybody's like, he's he's the strongest altered. He's the god of gods. <laughs> and um, as you're going through this, you do eventually find him dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which does make you kind of go, well, that's that's not good. <laughs> like he kicked my ass when I first met him. So uh Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get fucked up. Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, So that is kind of all of the beginning prelude story to um, explain why you now need to go out into the world because you with several companions have to go out and and traverse hazardous environments um, until you are finally able to breach the anomaly and reach the other side. Which, when you do, you find a vast, barren desert um, with a bunch of, like, abandoned human-looking installations. But they're actually inhabited by a humanoid native species, but they're very, very hostile. And so you call... hostile. Yeah. So you end up calling them ferals. Ferals. Yeah. Um, After a while... Uh, your group continuing to follow it, you actually find the wreck of the caravel. And I was honestly, honestly, th- I kind of called this. I was like, I thought you to did. myself, you did. Cause when I played through it and I told you, yeah, Hey man, I, da, 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 you're like the caravels coming back. <laughs> I had a, like, it, I was like, this is like, I, f- this to me feels a lot like planet of the apes. Like we're going to learn, Oh, we're on earth, but you know, actually in the future or, you know, time dilation is going to come into this or something like that. Yeah. So because not how that played out. No, but, but I was it close. did come back. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I feel like I was close enough in my guess of this because obviously the caravel, which blew up during construction was still in dry dock when you left on the Flores. Yeah. Inexplicably reached Enoch before you. So you enter the caravel and you learn that it left after the Flores had left Earth. Which we knew. Yeah. Which we knew. Yeah. That part we knew. But but because it took so much longer to build, they were actually able to build it with more advanced engines, which is what allowed it to get to Enoch first. So it was taking the, you know, it was taking the fast space lane yeah, yeah, while yeah. you guys were cruising over on the right hand side with our blinker on. Yeah. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Solid joke. <laughs> Um, upon landing, the Caravel colonists encountered a native race called the Pax, and they were actually pretty peaceful, right? So the Pax civilization um, kept the anomaly in check, harnessing their own powers from it. But as humans do, the colonists craved this power and feared that the Pax were going to be using it against them. So obviously they did the only logical thing violently subjugated Go to war. the packs in an attempt to gain their abilities before exterminating them. Yeah. Cause humans are nice like that. We are. We're pretty, we're pretty awesome. <laughs> Obviously with no choice, uh, the surviving packs turned themselves into the current feral forms and wiped out all of the Caravel colonists. Um, and then unleashing the anomaly across Enoch. Well, and that's a part of that's because, in their feral forms, they couldn't control the anomaly like they were. Yeah. So when you arrived, the anomaly was rampant. It, it would just do whatever it wanted, wherever it wanted, so on and so forth. Because by this point in time, the packs who were controlling it are like feral or dead. Mm -hmm. So you never really figure out like how to control it yourself. Like, yeah. That whoop. <laughs> Packs were not good at documentation. <laughs> Moral of this story, write everything down, folks. Yes. As my boss tells me, my boss in my real world job tells me, notate, notate, notate. You mark, you write down everything that happens. Yeah. So you learn that the signal that you've been following was just the Caravel's automated distress beacon. So you get there, the the ferals freak out. They go to assault it, but you and all the other people in your group um, hold them back, which allows pew, pew. yeah, which allows the doctor to signal the Flores to launch its pods. Um, so I guess that's... cargo pods. Yes, cargo pods. Yeah, because there there are no more there are no more people amongst the Flores, mm -hmm. but they only dropped half of the supplies, which yeah. again doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. So this is the other half of their supplies, which with that half, as we said before, they could they could start a new colony. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of where it leaves it. You're watching them land and they're you're like, OK, onward to a peaceful place void of the anomaly where we can live <laughs> without death. Yes. In a game called Outriders 2. <laughs> because that's where the game ends. You just watch the cargo pods land um, and you're, they're met by a group of humans that have followed their trail inspired by the stories of you, the, you know, great and mighty savior of everybody. Um, and everyone is you know, still determined to do their thing, right? They want to set up a colony and they want to live on this planet. And so yeah. they, well, we don't really have a choice. Yeah. So you, you press on to look for a, an area to colonize and there you go. And then you hit the snooze button <laughs> because this has been giant drag. Cause like, again, as you're playing through the game, mm. the lack of, lack of power ability that makes you feel awesome, the lack of weapon ability that makes you feel awesome, and the way the storyline actually plays out and you play through it, you're just kind of like, meh, I don't care. Game over. Wow. <laughs> you know, I said this before we started recording. We have we have played a lot of games recently that has basically felt like Baby's first, right. baby's first RPG, baby's first open world. 
this is baby's first hub based shooter looter because <laughs> that's what it feels like yeah it, there's the, the mechanics in it aren't that deep everything is clearly spelled out with the exception of how to switch out your powers right and we're, we're giving them praises for you know the way that they were doing certain things with your gear and stuff yeah but again like all that ends up in my opinion going away because the guns don't feel super fun to shoot. I don't feel like there's a ton of customizing you can do to that. Like you can customize their abilities. You can't customize their look. Nope. You know, and you know, for a game like Anthem where you can't customize the guns, you know, you just get whatever you get. Yeah. At least the guns feel fun to shoot and the abilities, the powers make up for that because the, the powers are what, and even then like the guns, you can't customize them, but like I said, they're fun to shoot. Like they have nice deep sounds. They have some fun kickback. There's some fun animations yeah. when you're doing stuff. These, oh yeah. These all just like there's there's two types of assault rifles, a couple of different types of shotguns, a couple of different kinds of sniper rifles, and some submachine guns, and two kinds of pistol variations. Yeah. Like, and I I don't understand this. Why is it that when you have a revolver, you only have one sidearm, but when you have an automatic pistol, you have two? Like I don't get that. I don't either. Yeah. But like, there's, it's the the gun type mm-hmm. is is the double double yeah. pistol. Don't get me wrong, I like guns akimbo. Yeah, but I just thought it was weird that it was only with one. Re- revolvers or revolvers were just by themselves. Well, because you got to have the other hand to pull back the hammer. No, that's what your thumb is for. No, no. Have you ever never shot? <laughs> I'm just, I I don't know. So, like, but that's a, again an issue. Yeah, it's an issue. Um, about this time, we usually we talk about reception. You got something you want to say, talk about first? No, no, okay. no, let's do it. So Metacritic on PC gave it a 75 out of 100, PS4, 72, PS5, 74 out of 100, Xbox Series X, 74, um, Destructoid. I feel like all of that's generous. <laughs> yeah. Destructoid gave it a 7 out of 10, EGM, 3 out of 5 stars. Um, you know what? The highest one I see here. GameSpot, yeah, eight game, out of ten. GameSpot, eight out of ten. The Guardian, four out of five stars. Uh, I guess that's roughly the same. Yeah, and like, it just, I, I don't know. I feel like it was a little generous, like you were saying. Yeah, it, it just it, good bones, poor execution. Right. Like it, it, it had a lot of potential, but I, I feel like we're gonna see a lot more of this right now mm. like a lot more of this type of stuff with unfortunately with the pandemic and everything like that the delay in games because this was originally supposed to launch late last year because of the pandemic they delayed it to april yeah of this year right mm-hmm. and like a lot of games have done that a lot that has happened to a lot of games um but I, I just I kind of feel like because of that, we're going to see a lot of these where it's like it's a good foundation. It's a solid setup, but they kind of rushed it at the end and lost a lot of what it could have been. Mm. And I think that's where this one was at. If they took a little bit more time, would have built out a little bit more, added, tweaked a couple other things. It could have been really good. No, like. The bones are there. Yeah, I completely agree. It's a it's a solid foundation. I mean, it's it's not that hard, right? Humans go to a planet, they encounter an anomaly, and it gives some of them superpowers. You are one of those people. You now have to go out and try to save the good guys that came with you, and you have to fight the... the crazy assholes the, that went against it. Yeah, the crazy assholes and the hostile alien life on the planet. Yeah. Like, 
that's a solid foundation for a game. It's just everything else in it just feels lacking. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if it's the story just like wasn't a hundred percent fully fleshed out because it didn't really grab me. I, it I just, didn't, not me. I, 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 it was a slog to play and to get through. I just yeah. wasn't having fun, whether I was playing by myself. I haven't or picked it up since we played it together the other day. Yeah. That's, that's, I tried, I tried I, again and I just couldn't do it. And you know what? My uncle who I have talked about before, he freaking loves this game. He has a ton of fun. He was sending really? he was sending me screenshots of my my first uh, epic and my first legendary gun and this is so much fun and he was playing it with my cousins and I was like, "Good. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I don't get it." Like I just I one of the things we always talk about on this podcast, if I am playing a game and it makes me think about playing another game more, there's a problem. And yeah. the entire time I was playing this, if I was shooting, I was like, man, I'd rather be playing Destiny or Anthem. If I was using the abilities, man, I'd rather be playing Anthem. If I was trying to quote unquote customize my guns, I was like, I'd rather be playing The Division. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, you know, like you said, it's baby's first looter shooter. Yeah. And it, they could have done, they could have done more with it. And yeah. it's people... You know, it's it's people can fly and, you know, they're not, a, you know, they've never done anything like this before. We always or I personally always like to give props when they try when a when a game developer tries something new. Well, and they didn't do bad. No, they didn't. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not a terrible game. It's not. You can have a lot of fun in it. You can run around if you can get the multiplayer to work. The little bit that we did do with multiplayer, I had fun with. Mm. But it was so hard to get it work. It was so hard to keep a stable connection. Like, and it, there were there were so many problems. There was there was the issue of because you jumped into mine, it had advanced your storyline mm -hmm. to my point. Yes. So when we jumped back into yours, it wanted you to continue off where my storyline had left off. Yeah. But that's not that's not what we wanted. There the. the and it seems minor mm -hmm. and it is minor, but at the same time, it's like, well, now this is a pain in the ass because to fix this, we both have to back out. You have to put the storyline back to where you were, get back in the game. Then I have to try and re-enter, yeah. which for the first 15 minutes we were trying to play together, I kept trying to join your game, mm -hmm. kept trying, kept trying. You kept tweaking your personal settings and everything. Oh, like, yeah. I had it. I had it set to closed, and I invited you, and that didn't work. I had it set to friends only. Tried inviting you, it didn't work. Had it set to friends only, you tried joining me, it didn't work. Like we just had so many problems trying to connect. And then once we did, we could only play for a little bit. And then that one random guy showed up. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I thought I was. I thought it, the game had glitched because I saw an S, which is the beginning of your handle. Yeah. And I only saw the S. I saw a health bar, but there was nobody standing there, and I was like, oh ha ha ha! Game glitched out. Caleb is here and invisible. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we got pulled out, pulled back into the the main hub area, and then there was this third guy standing there whose name was only an S. Yep. I was like, Wait, what? What? <laughs> And like, yeah, don't know how he got in. Mm. Nothing. Because I was set to friends only. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay. So quickly booted him. <laughs> um, What the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. it, it was weird. But my final thoughts. Not a bad game. Mm. You can have fun with it. It is something new. The storyline, 
not the greatest. I, I definitely better storylines out there, but it, it's not terrible either. If you can get if you can get a stable connection, you can play with some friends. That this is the game. This is this is right up there for you, in my personal opinion. Yeah. I, like I got nothing else. I, I, it's not one that I would ever replay. It's not one that I, I really care to, you know, go through and build out the other character classes to see how they were mm. because I had so much fun with this one or the storyline was so great or no, I'm good. Yeah. Like Pokemon snap comes out pretty soon. I'm, I'm going to be taking pictures of Pokemon folks. <laughs> Yeah, and my pretty much final thoughts are there was one moment in the game that made me literally laugh out loud, and it's towards the beginning. Your task to go and get like this super awesome, tough, like commander guy. Yeah. You show up, he mouths off for a couple of seconds, and then inexplicably gets shot in the head and dies. And I was so not prepared for that that I laughed out loud because I actually thought that was really funny. Yeah. I never had another moment like that. No? Like, there was never oh. another moment that I was enjoying the game that much. Yeah. Um, pros of the game. You know, it looks nice. Yeah. It can be fun. Chirp, chirp, and there's <laughs> and if you uh subscribe to the xbox game pass you technically quote unquote get it for free because it's on game pass there you go right but the cons for me outweigh all those pros yeah. i don't like the guns i don't like the superpowers i don't like the story i don't like the hallways hallway to battlefield to hallway to battlefield i don't like the enemies you know it just it, it never really sunk its teeth into me. And I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it that somebody play it unless looter shooters are their absolute favorite. Yeah. And they have that compulsion to like, I want to play a looter shooter so I can get all the best stuff. And I know people like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. my uncle, is, I'm not one of them. My uncle is one of them. Yeah. I'm not one of them. And this game is going to be right up your alley. Like that is it. It will work for you to fill that niche. But in my opinion, there's other better looter shooters that you could probably be playing and that work better. Six months, maybe this will be different. The game will be more stable. They'll have some more content. Things will be, you know, maybe tightened maybe up. Maybe a DLC or two. Yeah, maybe a DLC or something. Again, right? Like, I don't hate this game. I'm not going to, I don't want to burn it with fire, but I probably am not going to play it unless somebody asks me to. And even then, I may not stop playing it. Um, ah, no, dude, I got other things I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, oh. I, I got to go mow the grass uh, or with nail clippers. Or play Subnautica for, through for the ninth time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or I'll I finally saw that. Sorry. What's real up? quick side note. Subnautica Below Zero finally popped up uh, for pre-order on the PS5 and Xbox store. So mm -hmm. it's getting close, man. I'm excited because both Subnautica and Below Zero come to the Switch, which means I can play Subnautica anywhere I go. I'm very excited for that. Oh, dear Jesus. I'm very excited. Lord help us all. I know. I even said it to my girlfriend because she was in the bedroom playing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. And I like poked my head around the corner and I was like, in about a month, I can be in here playing Subnautica with you while you play this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because I'm very excited. Dorky. I know. I know. It's super dumb. Um, but I, that'll do it for us this time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Thank you for telling everybody. We're seeing the numbers for our downloads increase. And seriously, from love it from the Love it from the cockles of our hearts. Oh my god. 
We love and appreciate you guys for doing that. Um, it's wonderful. I get such a high every time I look at the numbers and yeah. see how many people are listening. I would definitely love to hear more from you guys. Yeah, that's the yeah, one that's thing. That's the one thing. I would love for you guys to come and visit us on our Facebook page. Game on presented by No Tokens Required. Come visit us on our Facebook page. Make comments. Talk to us. We'll talk to you back. Like we love this shit. We yeah. absolutely do. Just come say hi. Like that's it. Just come Hello. and say, come and say hi. We'll say hi. Want to know what you're playing? What are you enjoying right now? I promise you, I am a nerd, <laughs> and I can talk to you about anything. Uh, that is that is true. It, it, like Caleb can talk about anything. Anything. <laughs> for hours <laughs> also don't forget you know leave us a like and a review somewhere let people know what you think of us um, and this show let us know if there's a game you want us to cover that is a thing that we have been tossing around um, we'll take suggestions if you guys want us to talk about something specific but uh, stay tuned next week we get back into the halo games um, and then we have a blast from the past coming up after that so we're very excited for that. Not to super, mention, super awesome. Like Caleb said, Pokemon Snap is coming out, and then we've got Resident Evil, Evil Village, um, and we've got some fun there, stuff. There's there's some good games coming out in the next couple of months. Yeah. I, I I've actually pre-ordered Bio Mutant. Mm-hmm. That one that one's another one that I'm looking really really forward to. It's been a game that, God for. Year, I, I've lost track how many years I've heard about Biomutant, Biomutant, Biomutant. This is when you get the picture of Rose from Titanic being like, it's been 87 years or whatever <laughs> she says. Yes. Yeah, when she starts telling her story, it's like, fuck. Yeah. But um, so that's it. Thank you guys so yeah. much. We love you. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required created in 2020. No part of this podcast will be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required.